When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's really, really, really annoying. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR. We sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. AJ, Rudo, Megan, coming to you live as the Avs break the losing streak, defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3-2 to two in overtime in a game where... They genuinely, I mean, we'll talk about special teams, maybe not, but certainly at five on five, played fantastic. Yeah. Just a great game from yeah. Colorado at five on five. Yeah, it's a pretty unimpeachable performance from them at 5v5 tonight. So, I died. Deserved excellent work all the oh, way around. I wish we had winner shots because this is the yeah, kind of game where it, it's this like. This is definitely a winner shot. Send off that but... losing streak to the pits of hell. <laughs> Either way, the Avs take down the W. It doesn't even matter how. It just feels good to get the monkey of the losing streak off the back. No doubt about that side of it. Uh, AJ, you're yeah. taking the 62nd. Yeah. So. Wow, he's even ready for that. Look at <laughs> Yaya tonight. <laughs> I see. Well, so it was kind of a slow start for the Avs. Uh, yeah. They get out slowly in the first couple of minutes. I think they get outshot 4 nothing, And they completely take over from there. Uh, a couple of soft penalty calls really made life complicated. Uh, and one of those resulted in Zach Hyman scoring on the uh, right in front of the net. Honestly, a nice play from McDavid. Get that puck through. Uh, Logan O'Connor just loses this guy on the back door. And Zach Hyman scores and... Wow, I can't believe that didn't go in. Insane. Makes it makes it one nothing. Zach Hyman, uh, power play goal in the second period as well. Uh, makes it two nothing uh, after a ridiculously good bounce and then a failed goaltender interference challenge. Third period, Avs race a two nothing lead. Uh, solo effort from Nathan McKinnon. Brad Hunt with a great goal, and then a couple of bounces go Colorado's way. Fucking finally in overtime, <laughs> and Kale McCarr gets the game winning goal. Avs losing streak is over. Well done. Uh, we're, I'm just going to jump around here because that's just how tonight is going to go. Jump around. Uh, the, the bounces in that overtime, don't, you don't even have to call them bounce if you want. Things go the Avs way with Edmonton hitting yeah. two posts. Felt like an avalanche of things going against the avalanche. <laughs> it finally went the other way. Yeah. It finally landed on the other side of the line for Colorado. Yeah. Well, and, and when you look at it, because we've been drilling the Avs for lack of execution and all this, right? But... You look at the, the, that overtime period, you look at the goals that don't get scored. The two-on-one is a play that shouldn't have happened. It's just a, it's pure puck luck that it, it happens in the first place. Yep. It's a puck that bounces through two abs players off abs sticks and ends up a two-on-one, and they don't get punished for it. It hits the post, and woo, you're, you're gone. <laughs> and then Zach Hyman comes down and almost ends it twice. He goes up high on Georgiev, and then the rebound, he bats out of the air and literally right into Georgiev's pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was such a great play by Hyman, and he gets rewarded for nothing. 
And the Avs run down the ice. Kale McCarr wins the game because the Avs the Avs deserved some good, something good to happen to them, and it, it happened tonight. It took it took a while. Um, yeah. And if if you're in the you make your own luck crowd, tonight was a bad fucking example of that. <laughs> no kidding. Because the breaks the breaks that each team got, they didn't deserve when they got them. In the end, the Avs deserved something good to happen, and they did, and they ended up capitalizing. And oh my god, how nice is that? It feels great. No luck about it from Colorado's side. Three baller goals. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to yeah, Brad and that's, in a that's little the bit. Thing. You don't look at any one of those goals and think, well, this is nonsense in yeah. some way. That's Those are three goals where a dude just makes a play. Top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Look, it had to break eventually. Megan... I, I don't know. Were you the most confident it was tonight, or were you the least confident? I've already forgotten pregame. That Brad Hunt would score? <laughs> I know you're the most confident on that one. Uh, I was actually in between. I had fear. That's right. But That's I did right. say Evan Rodriguez fearful. back into the lineup was a note of positivity, and I feel like some of that did ring true, just in the contributions he had to some of the ways the goals get scored. I mean, the, the hunt goal at least I was for sure. Gonna say the Brad yep. Hunt goal, he just straight out works just guys hounds, down. Hounds guys down, yep. yep. Guys along the wall. That yep. was hard work. And so gets a primary assist and the addition of Rodriguez immediately felt there and it, can you can can we just talk for really because yeah, the um, the contributions of Evan Rodriguez are felt immediately. Yep. Can we all just agree that Valerie Nachushkin and Gabe Landeskog are better than Evan Rodriguez? Yep. So what is it going to feel like when those guys are in the lineup? Because I've been seeing a lot of... Now, I know during a five-game losing streak, everyone's in hell and nothing is good. And <laughs> sun doesn't exist and flowers are ugly. But... I mean, flowers do be kind of ugly, though. We have been... All right, now we're fighting. <laughs> we, have seen, we have seen a lot of Avs fans be like, I don't know that it's going to matter that much when these guys get healthy. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. And they get I don't, one I mean, guy they, back. They get yeah. Evan Rodriguez back. Of those three cats that were missing that we were talking about being a straight-up second line, they get the worst of them back. It makes a noticeable difference. Now, some, some props here for... Jared Bednar splitting up Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon and having two lines that, that were, were really that yeah. were that were that were vibing and really going at it. Great call by him. It worked out nicely. But you see, you see the impact of Evan Rodriguez. And I just can't help but also think, man, when you get Gabe Landeskog and Val Nachushkin back at hundred percent and those guys in your are in your lineup. I don't know how much better the Avs could play tonight, but I feel like the finishing would be better. For sure. And that's why that's where some of us are and still sitting around going. And if the finishing going, better, this game is 5-2. to two. <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted to add, Rodriguez had a secondary assist on the McKinnon goal mm -hmm. that was set up in the D zone. The I didn't say that Part a of a beautiful ago, breakout you know what, of then? the D zone, yeah. Just bolsters everything we're saying and about Rodriguez. I want to get this part out of the way, and I'm going to have Megan talk about it first, because AJ might actually explode. JT Comfer actually like played out of his mind tonight because you're talking about they split up McKinnon and Miko. You got the auxiliary pieces going. It's not just your true superstars carrying this game. I know who put the goals in. I get it. Right. But you have quality play from all of the dudes dotting around them in the lineup. How 
I guess since we're talking about Erod too, how much more sustainable does that become for guys like Confer? Well, it's a lot more evenly distributed throughout the lineup, and you see that immediately in just having Rantanen go down one that there begins to feel like something of a real top six. And the decisions that Confer makes on both sides of the puck keep them in this game defensively at points, and he does pose an offensive threat in this game as well that you just you feel a bit of frustration for him because <laughs> he was a part of some really great opportunities as well. And it does begin to feel a lot more sustainable. And even to get the tertiary scoring from Brad Hunt, it feels like the formulaic success story that we talked about process. Like this is why you trust the process when mm -hmm. the execution happens the way that it should. Okay. Let's wind it back. Let's go at least marginally chronologically <laughs> here. <laughs> Just as a, a note, Go it, was, ahead, yeah. it was something that I had put in a post game the other day that uh, six of Colorado's forwards didn't register a shot on goal. Yep. Uh, and then you look today in this game, you get Evan Rodriguez had five. Okay. Alex Newhook had three. Also JT, played well tonight. JT Comfer had two. Ben Myers had one. Martin Cout had two. You had an entire line Cogliano, yep. O'Connor, and Helm. None of them had registered a shot on goal. And then Jacob McDonald. Which is a thing we've talked about yeah. plenty. And then of that, of your only defenseman to not register a shot on goal tonight is Curtis McDermott. Who played under 10 minutes. Yeah. So you're talking about you're talking about you're getting shots from everybody. You're getting little bits of offense, little bits of help. All of those are shots on goal. Those are all those are all things that were lacking in previous games on a consistent basis. And they got them not only tonight, but throughout tonight. Well, it, it, it wasn't like Martin Kaut rolled down and was like, well, here are my two shots on goal, and then you and won't see I'm me the done. rest of the night. Yeah. I actually do think his shots on goal were on the same shift. Probably. But, but he was a guy that you actually did see a little bit of. Alex Newick with three shots on goal. Played really well tonight, yeah, I thought. Fit in. We talked about what does he look like next to talent. Really, 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 really nice game for him. And JT Comfer was awesome. Kaut pulling out shots on net being as sheltered as his line was mm -hmm. too is actually impressive and i do yeah. want to give him credit for making an impact in the very limited ice time that he yeah. had and ben myers centering that line ben myers similarly yes yeah. ben he, myers getting involved in the action that he did he earned a, a couple extra shifts too yep. outside of that line which i think he earned yeah and he's gotten those pretty consistently where he'll get an extra shift with a guy here a guy there right uh Cout got a couple of those a couple games ago he got a couple of hey Go get him, fella, Good and then nothing happened. But like, you love that you love that those guys when when they're having games are getting the extra shifts, but are doing a little something with them. Right now, we all want the production there, but you're talking Brad Hunt gets you the game time goal. Like that's exactly yeah. the goal they needed, haven't been getting. Yeah, needed something there. Well, I mean, look, this is the it's the perfect Zap Brannigan style of hockey. All right. When you're not getting bounces going your way, when you're not having things break your way, sometimes you just got to send wave after wave of your own men and break through the enemy line, all right? You, easy for Zap to do. <laughs> you, but the Avs kept the pressure up tonight. They were consistent and dominant at five-on-five five throughout the night, and eventually Edmonton cracked, even despite some insane luck, which we'll get to. Uh, before I want to get to that, we can be as brief or as long as you want to talk about this. 
you should know this by now. We don't enjoy talking about refereeing. It was terrible tonight. On both sides. Just awful ref. I think there was a there was an egregious call. I think there was one egregious call for each team that I had like a real, real problem with. Yep. And and some and, other questionable ones and beyond. There were, that. there were two others, I think, against Colorado where I'm like, dog. Yeah. Uh so the one that the one that I really had a problem with was the EJ tripping against McDavid. Just not a penalty. It's defense. (laughs) At every level. You wouldn't have gotten called against that with it had it been six-year-olds playing out there. (laughs) Now, I know they're not supposed Uh, to be hitting each other, but there's just as good a chance that that kid, that would have been EJ, would have been falling into the McDavid kid. So uh, anyway, that's not a penalty at any level of hockey, uh, any level of competitive hockey. It's just not. It's not a penalty. It's actually... Ridiculous uh, that that it and frustrates me that that got called. Uh, and then the one that against the, that the Avs were lucky was the embellishment for the four yeah. on four, that which was, is where the Avs tied the game, by the way. And it was not a penalty on yeah. And Zach Hyman didn't dive. <laughs> you can <laughs> absolutely, you can absolutely make an argument for the Sam Gerrard goaltender interference that that's not it a very good one. It was questionable at best. Yeah. yeah, that that's not a very good call. You could. You could make an argument on the goalie interference, too. I'm, I'm not even blaming the Rex there. We'll get a, into that and have that conversation yeah. in a second. But. Yeah, and the new hook one was nonsense. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, it wasn't Derek, Derek Ryan just fell down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Let's talk about this because I this was not the Avs' best portion of the game. Special teams. Two for five on the penalty kill. They give up two of them and go over on the power play. Better special teams and they win this game in regulation. And it's not even that their power plays were necessarily mm. bad, but you got to put one in the net. Yeah, for sure. And what's really tough about the PKs is that both of the power play goals that Edmonton scores come at the end. Yep. Like they do a good job getting their working their way through PKs. And all world players just make in the first in the first goal certainly all the world first play goal, by yeah. McDavid, and then the second goal you just get some schoolyard bullshit that goes against you. It's because that was the, the second that there the, when they scored their second power play goal to make it two nothing. That PK was really good, and nothing that was under their control led to the goal. Uh, Tyson Berry misses, gets a primary assist. For on a, a shot, shot that, that he missed by six feet. Oh, right. A shot that was closer to going into the netting than it was to score. That was an Eric Jelena shot. Yeah. Like it wasn't remotely close. And for it to bounce the way that it did and then land right on a oiler stick. And he slaps at the puck and it as Georgiev is moving, it goes into a softball sized hole. Between his pads and yep. then trickles in and you're just like, I'm still just <laughs> flabbergasted. It's remarkable. Like hockey is a remarkable sport in that way. You have the most skilled players in the world. And one of the goals that gets scored tonight is just nonsense. Beginning to end. Megan, 
I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the other side of this with the power play, because there were good power plays tonight. The Avs hit at least one post on the power play. I, I can't remember if the second one was on the power play or at five on five. They had good ones. They also had terrible ones. How do they find a little bit more consistency on that side of special teams? It's really hard because the issue of finishing has been an issue outside of the power play that creeps into their ability to find success on it presently. And I think I'm just in a good mood because I, I'm granting a lot of allowances with special teams as a whole right now. Like I also felt like the penalty was good. Penalty kill was good tonight and dropping two of five doesn't really move the needle with how I felt going into the game that the penalty mm. kill was still good. Power play has been struggling and the allowances I've granted there have been, okay, Nathan McKinnon has just returned back into the lineup and whether you like it or not, a lot of the power play runs through his entries. I will say I thought that we've seen improvement in what the second unit is able to do. Um, it looks like it poses a little bit more threat and alleviates some of the pressure off of the first power play unit. So I still have some positive takeaways in what I saw from the power play to my, despite not being able to score on four chances, which does feel like you should have some more criticisms for. And the criticisms would be, I'm trying to think specifically to tonight because the power play has just been an issue in general. But I think it comes back to a little bit shot selection, honestly, a little bit just of luck too. I think some of the denials they get yeah. are just unfortunate because there were a lot of things in their puck movement that I thought that they did well that are looking like they're beginning to click. And so the remedy, it feels to me, is reps at this point. Hopefully some really hard work and practice is where they're getting the reps and not in games where we continue to see them not score. Well, and we've kind of come full circle here, right? Second unit looked better. Evan Rodriguez exists. Sometimes the math is easy. Even Alex Newhook's entries in the second they unit were really it was good. really great they tonight. They were really good. I would love to see them find a little bit more consistency, certainly with that second unit. Uh, the first unit, you know, you know how it goes with that with those guys. The puck will start going in for them eventually. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar or find it at your local liquor store anywhere in the United States, including Hawaii and Alaska. So they've Ugh. got you covered. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I knew it was late. I didn't know it was with four seconds remaining on the power play yeah. that they got this goal. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about this goal in a second here. Uh, but Kill Breckenridge me. Brewery, jump on that. Go get your delicious beers. Uh, and beyond that, we are also brought to you by, uh, I don't, I don't know which read is next. Oh, okay. We're also brought to you by athletic greens. Jump on it today. Get your immune system boosted. Get your health taken care of. Go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order today. Just one scoop of water, scoop of water, scoop into your cup of water every morning you drink it up, it boosts you up real good. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals, a bunch of different adaptogens and probiotics and all sorts of good stuff in it for you. A bunch of athletes use it as part of their daily routines. They use it for workouts, things like that. Uh, I know Jesse uses it as, uh, as part of his routine daily. It helps him a lot. He didn't get sick when Megan got sick in Arizona. So That's true. Athletic Greens. Doing the job for Adaptogens, you there. Adaptogens, baby. Jump on it today. Take control of your health. When you order from athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today, you also get a year's mm. supply of vitamin D included free. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This second goal from Edmonton. 
you end up on a penalty kill that's it is what it is. The the happenstance of how the Avs got there doesn't matter. Once you're on it, you have to kill it. They failed to do so, but we've already talked about the ridiculous bounce. Yeah. And beyond that, can either of you make a genuine argument for goalie interference there, or do you think that goal should have counted? Both. <laughs> Um, because I do think it's goaltender interference in that he's getting pushed by Hyman's stick. Yeah. He's very obviously getting pushed, but I think the reason that I would say it's fine that it counts is because the puck is already between his legs and trickling through when the push starts. And if the push, if you say, okay, he never gets pushed, Georgiev doesn't stop that puck. Probably not. So for me, it's, could have been could have been goaltender interference, and it, the reason it would have been was because you could say, well, you, you can't just know what a goalie's going to do, but also, like, he didn't know it was there. He wasn't going to magically figure it out. And, you know, he's very clearly getting pushed like, <laughs> in the middle of that save. So um, it, the fact that it was already, like, between his legs and heading in is why I think it, sh- it should have stood and did. And the explanation they gave us was fucking insanely stupid yeah. and a waste of time. Megan, same same 50-50 boat, or are you a little more decisive on this one? I think it's the right call to not call it goaltender interference, but you because of you see the trajectory of the puck, it just looks like it's going in any way. There's a part of me that wonders if Georgiev would have opted to try and sit in that moment while being pushed if that would have stopped the puck. But if he wasn't even aware that it was there, he probably wouldn't have, he would have tried to and he didn't. So I think it's fine. It sucks, but it would have especially sucked if the Avs didn't win this game because (laughs) we would be able to point to unfortunate circumstance yet again, the second game in a row. Thoughts on the challenge? Fine with it. I've... One, it's goalie interference, so the Toronto is literally flipping coins. Like you never know. It was also a lengthy review. Yeah, so they like, took their they time. They were not definitive I, on I, it either. I genuinely like don't know for sure. This is just me speculating, mm-hmm. but I think they said he definitely pushes him. It just doesn't matter because the puck was going in anyway. Megan, I'm at peace with the challenge. Like I think it warranted merit to do it in the first place. And even though it was unsuccessful, I can live with that being the outcome. I think there was merit to do it in the first place. There, I agree. There are times, especially when you get a goal of nonsense like that. I think there are times when you looking at your head coach and even if it's not the right decision, you're wanting him to back up the team. That's what I think is important is what it instills in the goaltenders confidence, faith, feelings towards the coach in being backed in those moments. We've seen it with Pablo Franco in that type of call that's a little bit dicey before too, where it does speak to the relationship between coach and goaltender in a positive way. And it's, it's just something to get the team a little bit fired up too. I was saying it on the watch along after that. I wouldn't have minded seeing Bednard blow up in this game and do something crazy and mm-hmm. get kicked out, you know, because it's just something to get the team 
a little bit of a positive it's, energy going. Instead of being the assistant coach who holds Jim Playfair back, yeah. be Jim Playfair. <laughs> exactly. You're ripping the ripping the coat off and taking the tie off and breaking sticks over the bench. Tossing them into the place. If anybody yeah. hasn't seen that clip, just go to YouTube and look for Jim Playfair. It's, it's all time. Watch a very young Jared Bednar just kind of meekly put his hand on him and be like, let's calm it down. <laughs> Anyway, sometimes you got to pop off. I would have, right? I would have loved that too. Um, having him act absolute like you want of abusive officials, whatever the hell Cogliano <laughs> did the other day, I'll show you some abusive <laughs> officials. Um, but I also love like it does instill that confidence because he also says we should have killed this penalty. You guys scored on some absolute nonsense, so if we lose this, I'm we'll confident another that our, one. Our yeah. PK can go out there and get the job done. True. And they did. And they did. They walked right out there and were like, no, nah, not even close, man. Not even close. And this is where you start drifting through the second period at this point. The Avs are down 2 nothing, but they're out shooting them 25-15. to 15. They've completely manhandled them yep. on not special teams. Yep. The Avs were just playing too well for this game to remain in the state that it was. Yeah. It took until the third period, but they did eventually get there. Um... Uh, and I, what, what was the spark in this game? Was it the challenge? Was it the penalty kill? Or was it just no. Nathan McKinnon popping the fuck off? Well, because remember, they start the third period with a totally brutal yeah. power play. Yep. Them, like, it was ice the puck awful. They don't get An awful up. power play. Like, and for the record, pretty normal uh, power yep. plays that, that, that overlap or, overlap start, or yeah. start at the beginning of periods have much lower success rates because players aren't going. Yep. They aren't, you know, they're they're not into the flow of the game. There's no puck touches. There's no rhythm. There's none of that stuff. They're coming out cold and starting on a power play, and it's a very unnatural thing. Uh, so success rates on those are, are much lower than normal power play rates. But from there, I mean, you just have Nathan McKinnon just being spectacular. It's a nice, it's a totally fine play by everybody involved in the defensive zone to get that puck up and out of the zone. But the rest is Nathan McKinnon. I mean... He gets through the neutral zone in a way that only Nathan McKinnon can. And then Cody Cece just straight shits his pants. Yeah, and Darnell Nurse is trying to come over and, co and cover for him. And McKinnon's like, I love dance yeah. partners. And just dances right on around him and goes top shelf on Stuart Skinner. Like Stuart Skinner hadn't read the book on how Nathan McKinnon scores goals. That's his move, dude. That's what he does. <laughs> I, I mean, look. Shout out Cody Cece for making sure the Edmonton Oilers weren't supply blocked because that dude was a straight Ooh. up pylon. Like, <laughs> no kidding. Just not even remotely close. That was like an instant pylon, too. I mean, there was no build time on that. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Megan has no idea what I'm talking about. Traffic cone. He called. He called in a. Not exactly. He called in a stalker, and it was Darnell Nurse who, who followed him right to the back of the net. <laughs> Bam! We just we made this work. We're playing StarCraft now. Forget right. hockey. We've moved on. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. So you have the Nathan McKinnon goal. Let me ask you it this way, Megan. Were you a believer in this third period? Did the Avs make you a believer, or were you? Was it all just fear? I'm always afraid. <laughs> 
but they made me a believer because the process in the first and second was great. It was fine, I should say. Great might have been a bit much there, but it was fine. It was pretty and great it was at consistent. five on five. Five on five was yeah. excellent. And honestly, too, you look at the way calls get made, it really was disruptive to the flow of the game, but the F still managed around it. And that's where I did have confidence and I wasn't afraid. But the fear crept in because of the way that they were continuing to get shots on net and just they're hitting posts or they're hitting center mass. Like it's just seeing that over and over again. I've been burned this way before. <laughs> that is why going into the third, I still had fear, but it's really a personal problem. <laughs> it's all you, not it's them. All, yeah, it's all me. It's <laughs> so like so happy for Nathan McKinnon and the way this goal gets scored, but just always afraid. Once he scored that goal, though. It did feel a lot better. It did feel like the other dominating this game. Their superstar just had a fuck you moment. Yep. Like it Let's did. Let's and go time. It yeah. did very much feel like here come the boys. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Can we put a poll up in chat? What does Brad Hunt end up with more of at this season? Broken teeth or goals? Damn. <laughs> Can the third option be girlfriends? No. Why? He probably already has a girlfriend. He's married. <laughs> <laughs> I said girlfriend, not wives, Megan, by the way. Whoa. There's a difference. Uh, I'm not going there. Just because there's goalie doesn't mean you can't score. I hate scores. that. <laughs> I'm going to I knew, I knew she was gonna <laughs> knew she was gonna hate that. That's perfect. <laughs> anyway, get to the actual goal itself. You guys already talked about it a little bit. Newhook doing great work down low. AJ, I think you mentioned Rodriguez it. Rodriguez doing great work down yeah, low. Rodriguez as well, but you mentioned it. Kale McCarr with the giga brain. I'm not going to go get yeah, this puck. So when you're watching it live, because I remember if you go back and watch on the watch long, I was like, what is, like, there has to be somebody coming. Well, it was just late enough that it's like, okay, where's that <laughs> yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, you're, you see Kale not yeah. moving. Yeah. And you see the puck the getting closer to the blue light and closer to the blue light. <laughs> He's just like, going to let it out. <laughs> and so you're like, is Devon Taves going to come streaking in here? And it's fucking Brad Hunt. <laughs> and he picks it out and it's a great call. Yep. I think it basically goes posted in like great it's a, shot. It's a great shot because you're center of the ice. Yep. You've got all kinds of tutor shooter to shoot at here because <laughs> that's what Stuart Skinner is right there in that position. You, you shoot for one of those holes. He got it. Yahtzee. It's so interesting too, because it's like, if this doesn't work, then at least Kale McCarr is going to be the first guy back instead of Brad Hunt because Brad Hunt's the one that decides to pull up on that yeah, play. Well, and Brad Hunt, Brad Hunt, back Brad there. Hunt also momentum is carrying him elsewhere where, you know, Kale McCarr is now Just was in position. Solidly there, which, you know what, I trust him there more than if the roles were reversed, though I would tell you before the goal happens that I would think McCarr has a better chance of scoring that goal there For if sure. he decided to play the puck. But it worked out for Brad Hunt, and I'm really excited. It took 20 games, but Brad Hunt made a play. Was it really 20? No, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's more like, like 15. 15 yeah. Yeah. I think it's more like 15. Justice for Brad. We need exact numbers here. It's going to be 18 and we're all going like, to be shocked. I think it's 14. Okay. So pretty close to 15. <laughs> but hey. Ed, Is it really? Certainly not the guy I would have on my lottery ticket as the depth player to get the Avs a goal. But... Makes it work, right? It is 14. It, it literally so took one one depth player goal for Colorado to win a hockey game. Just one. Well, and, and like, 
again, we're talking about this is a team that's struggling to score right now, but didn't give it up on the other end. And so they've been in very classic first to three wins territory. Yep. For most of this losing streak, it's been you look at the Vancouver game, you're like, oh, you just didn't get that third goal. If you'd ever got that third goal, you would have at least gotten a point out of Game's that game. Probably over if they get like, the third goal, honestly. You you know, whatever it being, but it's you're in first to three wins territory with this version of the Avalanche where you're scraping and clawing. Your first line's gonna give you one, but you're you're trying to get the entire rest of your lineup to get the second one. And then that third one is the one that's the difference. Okay, that's the difference in that's gonna be the difference in the game. But you get it tonight. You get that goal from somebody. You know, your forwards make a nice play. Brad Hunt is a guy that has scored a few goals in his NHL career, and his shot has always been, like, one of his selling points as a player, as, as like, this borderline NHL defenseman for a number of years. His shot and his goal-scoring acumen has been one of the reasons he's hung around the way that he has. We finally got to see it because we were waiting. Offensive instincts, where are they? Where are they? Where's any level of offense coming from this guy at all? We just weren't seeing very much. And uh, great, great for Brad Hunt to get the goal. And he needed it. He had not yeah. been playing very well. Uh, he was just as susceptible to, as Andreas England was to the healthy scratch, I think, was working his way in the wrong direction. And, uh, that you know, he gets a big moment that they really needed. And good for him. And whichever coach tapped no or uh, tapped a Brad Hunt on the back, if it was Nolan Pratt that said, "You're Get our guy, there, go bud. do it." Yeah, good call. Got Some, it done. Sometimes right. Yeah. Uh, I did want to circle back into that. You're talking about it—a race to three. Megan, is Georgiev just the dude? Is he him? Like. Oh, we do. I requested this while you were oh, gone. Is it Georgiev? Yes. Okay. What we got princes of games now, apparently. This was a one time thing. <laughs> because we'll see about like, that. We had it we had a <laughs> well, we had a king of the game and we'll get to it, but Georgiev, I, I just don't think that you can overlook how good he was in the game. You and I'm gonna turn this over to you now. You and you shouldn't, because all right, the the two goals that get scored against are right at the crease mm -hmm. and again to but you know we've watched him give up some shots from up high that you're like you have to make those saves mm -hmm. georgie georgiev sorry and in this game you see him make those saves um in, and you see him make other high danger saves i think the high danger saves like to goals against allowed was something like 11 uh that he saves two that he allows in that's a lot of high danger chances that he's stopping and it doesn't factor the medium danger mm -hmm. ones too kind of outside the perimeter Avs did a better job in general too keeping them a little bit outside of the net front but you see that when they do allow teams right there at the crease that is when bad things happen but gear gave made made big saves he got a little lucky in the overtime period but mm -hmm, you still you sure. can't knock him for what he was able to do in regulation because he did make important timely saves and I, I thought he had a, a fine game with Vancouver, too. There was just some unfortunate mm -hmm. stuff happening there that he, he was owed this, especially with the schedule of starts that he is taking on right now. I'm not going to say that he shouldn't be taking those on, but it is a lot of wear and tear on a goaltender, a lot of pressure to get back in the win column as well that has been placed on his shoulders, and he handled it really well. To further this about the Vancouver, so the Avs against Vancouver gave up 13 high-danger chances in the second period when they melted down. That's bad. 
uh, Georgiev gave up three goals. All three were high danger goals on 17 chances in that game. So he made 14 of 17 high danger saves. That's good. Which is, it puts him in the upper echelon on a, in a save percentage wise. If you make 14 of 17 all the time, he'd be about the seventh best goaltender in those, in those shots. So that was really, that's really good, obviously. But you mentioned the team in front of him made his life a little bit easier. Uh, tonight, six high danger chances, 10 scoring chances at 5v5. That's so you're, you're talking about the defensive effort there is much, much better. <laughs> significant. The six high danger chances is not really high, not really low. It's, it's a little on the low end. But in the not, ballpark of not average, yeah. Significantly so, but the 10 scoring chances on a team limiting. that has Connor McDavid is an outrageously good team-wide defensive effort. And only giving up one point to a guy that was on pace for a 150-point season. Look, the, the Avs team defense has come under a lot of fire, but they locked it down on Connor McDavid tonight. Legitimately, he makes one great play um, on the first goal of the game and more or less goes, goes dark the rest of the night. Uh, real quick, shout out Mrs. Rudo, not the biggest hockey person in the world. Text me, guess that two goal lead really is dangerous, huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up with them. You bet $5 on any NHL team to win their next game, and when they do, you get $150 in free bets, which you can go bet on whatever you want. You an optimist? You think the Avs are going to get it back together? You can go bet on them to repeat. You a doomer? You think the Avs are going to collapse? You can go bet on them to miss the playoffs. Outside perception has been fascinating. I get forced to listen to a lot of Jets pods. And their, I bet you do. Their view of Colorado continues to be interesting. Are they high on Colorado? Like They're Colorado like, is still... Well, those guys have had a lot of injuries, <laughs> but it's starting to get kind of late in the season. Okay, okay. And so, because at first it was like, oh, wow, shocked Colorado's down there. And now it's more like, they've had a lot of injuries. <laughs> Whatever so you want. It's just interesting to hear. You can bet on the Jets if that's your thing. Either way, head on over to DraftKings. Right now, betting on Josh yeah. Morrissey. To win the Norrissey. If you're looking to make a little bit of money, bet on Josh Morrissey for a point every game. There you go. The free money fines. Yep. Uh must be 21 or older to use DraftKings Sportsbook. Other restrictions and eligibility conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going to watch games like this one, they're probably not good for your heart health. So be sure to get Denver Health Medical. Open enrollment is right now through January 15th. Time is running out, but you can still get enrolled into the health care that you need. Uh, they have a bunch of different individual health plans, which you can get on with Denver Health Medical, as well as family plans, too. Their Elevate Exchange plans have options for pretty much anything you can find for cost-effective and quality health insurance, uh, whoever needs it, whether it's not through your employer or if you're self-employed or for any other reason. They have affordable options all over the place, and they include adult dental and vision at no additional cost. So get on it today. Call 303-602-4912, or you can go over to denverhealthmedicalplan.org and get enrolled today. Of course, you can also go through the uh, standard channels, the the health marketplace for Colorado and, and things like that. Got me through some tough times. Yep. 303-602-4912.
Call them today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yo, so our prince of the game? Yep. Not on there, but got an assist on the game winning goal. Let's go. That's king behavior. <laughs> uh, can we, like. Can we take it away from him real quick? No, no, we can't take yeah, it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, swap the graphics. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I mean. I just, I just love that. That's king behavior. Okay. Did he, does he. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> King of the game. <laughs> Does he even know he got that assist? Because, no. I mean, that Hyman just hit him with that puck. <laughs> like, again, as we get into this overtime, most nights Edmonton's going to win this thing. They rip it off of two posts. Yeah. They have the better scoring chances of the two teams, absolutely by far. And then, yeah. Look, this is the that overtime was the exact opposite of the last two weeks of Avs hockey. Yep, where everything that was going against the Avs, the, the the and and the lack of just that little extra level of execution from from the team, that had been Colorado. They had been in Edmonton shoes, creating all kinds of chances and then not scoring by obscene means, which we saw in this game. You guys remember Nathan McKinnon in the first period should have had a goal. Yep. Not not far into the game, that dinks just off the post and goes in yeah, again, goes but not in the, the net, yeah. and manages to hit nothing, and it was all good. Yeah. So watching all of it, watching all of it go immediately and flip the other way, we are just like, look, these are like, there's no. Ho- I'm not a believer in like hockey gods and like there's a <laughs> cosmic scale that balances, right? Like that's not how this shit works. But also, like. <laughs> You couldn't just continue to see. It's, it's like losing six coin flips in a row. The statistical odds are things right. will balance out eventually. Exactly. Like, like Eventually, the things that you don't control will at least reach some fucking balance here. <laughs> and it didn't. And it just felt like the abs just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And now, now you're nine coin flips in a row that have gone wrong. And you're starting to think, is this coin rigged? Yeah, like, where you start checking, you're like, is it a double-sided coin? What the, does tails just not exist? What's going on here? And to watch all of it flip, you're just like, that's what's up. Like, and and the difference, Kale McCartan has a great shot to beat Stuart Skinner, but it never should have gotten to that point. The Avs got lucky there. Yep. And it's important that we say the Avs got lucky because we've been talking about how the un- unlucky they have been in this string of losses how little things had broken against them throughout games. Well, we saw they finally had a two huge things, fucking thing break their two way. things, yeah. two massive game-ending things break their way in thirty seconds. All right, and make, then the Avs just run down and make a better play. Kale McCarr just does a superstar thing. We'll get to McCarr in a second. Megan, are you a hockey god believer, or are you oh, on dude. team statistics as well? You see the look that she just gave <laughs> me when I said that? that. I'm not answering that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Meg, uh, Megan's Latin roots are really showing right now because she's afraid to challenge God in any way. <laughs> I used to have such strong feelings about being in games where fans would boo during the shootout when the other skater on the other team was going. I think that is so disrespectful to the sport and it relates to hockey gods. Mm-hmm. And I, I would get so upset by it. I couldn't be there for it. Okay, so did you or did you not sacrifice a chicken <laughs> for this win? Is that Evan Rodriguez's wife? 
I didn't know. I didn't know he was. I mean, I assumed because he had kids, but I didn't I actually know. don't know if that's her. <laughs> I'm just, just assuming. Yeah, I also am. I kind of hope it's just some random woman now. <laughs> Just like, hanging out on the couch. No, that's like his like his like hired nanny. No. <laughs> anyway. Any, uh, yeah, anyway, I just I'd never seen her before. That's, I mean, obviously it's not a thing I keep up on. I'm just wow. Okay, so so what did the Avs do to to get right with the hockey gods? Just play better? Is it that simple? Yeah, because it's not like you saw them do something new systems wise like it's oh true. if money where'd that come from it we talk i hate talking about the process every second but that was fine and honestly <laughs> ot one of their less good ot periods i genuinely felt edmonton was a better team they just finally benefited from a little bit of luck and you have to be good at playing hockey also and that is kale mccarr who throughout points and regulation didn't quite look like himself didn't look bad just didn't pose the offensive threat that you really want to see, especially like that's the guy in the power play quarterbacking it that you really want to see pose a threat. He finally comes when you need him the most. Just biding his time, waiting in the wings, because he knows the prince is coming for his crown. (laughs) You know what? Sam Gerrard was sick tonight. Y'all just let it go for a game. Yeah, no, he was super good tonight. He was very good tonight. I don't know. I don't any doubt. Just wait until I stay up till seven in the morning breaking down Sam Gerard video. Do it shift of this dude. He sets the tone early too. That yep. could have been a very different first period if not for strong defensive nice play, play from Gerard from out of the gate. Oh, and that play he makes on McDavid. Yep, with the stick where with he's just, just like, nope. exactly. Yeah, McDavid's challenging him one on one, and any time in the last two weeks, you see Sam Gerard, and you're like, <laughs> oh boy. And Sam Gerard was like, nah, dog. Great to play, and it was seconds into the game beginning mm-hmm. that could really have ended differently. Yep. And it did not. The Avs get the win off of King of the Game, Kale McCarr. Uh, like, overtime winner, insane, awesome, ridiculous play. Dude also played 33 minutes tonight. How does he still have legs? Well, it's not like legs are notorious for falling off. Is this a Greg Jennings moment? Well, no, because his leg is operational. It's not broken. <laughs> that you know of. Don't say that. <laughs> Why are you putting that into the universe? Yeah. Because the hockey gods aren't real. Thank you. <laughs> Megan's going to blame us for a lot <laughs> if but things just go did, south from here. We just had a tarot reader in here yesterday. I was supposed to be it's there true. for that. <laughs> yeah, you were. What was... I have not been doing great since being sick. I see. I get very weird spells of dizziness. Yo, that sucks. Too. That really does suck. It's but been it's happening validating. a lot in the last it's week. It's validating, but also sucks. Yeah. I should get tested. See if I have COVID. <laughs> well, tonight, Kale McCarr's game winner can make me dizzy. It's fine. Well, maybe the whole city of Edmonton go, because <laughs> they thought they'd won it. <laughs> I mean, I, look, we're, we're DNVR after dark. You score a goal like that, the pants come off. That's just how it works. All right? It's that easy. I, <laughs> and we actually, I talked about this earlier. Truly believe Miko Rantanen should have been the Avs all-star pick. Dude. But Kale McCarr was Hit like, that shit. nah. And by the way, yeah, go vote in Miko Rannon because he should still be an all-star. He should be an all-star. Easily. Absolutely. You get 10 ballots a day, and you can resubmit the same ballot 
10 times very easily. You just click it. So I, I no excuses. You get those 10 ballots in right now. By the way, this is how real voting works. <laughs> you just send in 10 ballots. Yeah, 10 ballots at a time, baby. Well, we Full boxes. We would have had a Speaker of the House a lot quicker if you could send in 10 ballots at a time. But <laughs> I'm just saying that was fascinating to watch. It was something. Come home three days into it, and you're like, the well, 13th one has <laughs> failed. And you're like, how long is this going to go on, man? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like old white dudes trying to fight each other. It was That was fascinating. <laughs> yes. Some of them weren't I that was, old. But it was, it was fascinating. <laughs> anyway, Kale McCarr's insane. He's dope. Never forget it. The second you start sleeping on him, he will eat you for breakfast. Why breakfast? Why not lunch? Lunch, dinner, doesn't matter. Kale eats breakfast at all hours of the day. He eats you for breakfast, and then he starts like chilling around your house. Yeah. And that's when he eats your lunch. Yeah, he eats my lunch. (laughs) Yeah, specifically the one labeled Rudo. Your house and eats you for dinner. Oh, damn, that's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Megan can be dessert later. It's it's (laughs) fun. Uh, all right. So Kale McCarr's got really three drugs. human beings. Was winning beams, a mistake? <laughs> actual cannibal, <laughs> Kale McCarr. Uh, I, I we got some super chats to get to as we're rolling towards midnight at a <laughs> rapid pace. Uh, five dollars from Lapointster who says this game saved my soul. I miss watching Landeskog play so much. I can't wait for him to be back. Love all your work. Thank I you. I have very a much. quick point about this since it just popped up. Uh, Jets fans went nuts when Nikolai Ehlers made his return last night and his first shift of the game. They yeah. went bonkers cheering Gotta for him. Got to have that pop off for Landy. Well, and uh, then he they asked him after the first period. First of all, they asked him. They're like, "How did you feel?" And he was like, horrible. <laughs> he was like, I'm sure it looked even worse. I feel terrible. Everything is bad. It was very funny. But then they asked him, they were like, did you notice the crowd on your first shift? And he was like, yeah, it means a lot. Uh-huh. And I would just like to say, the Avs have not seen Gabe Landeskog in a game since the Stanley Cup was won, since he was skating that thing around the ice. Yeah. I think Avs fans should give that guy standing a massive, o. Yeah. massive, a, a true standing ovation for his entire first shift. And I wish I wish I wish we had the kind of poll that we could just like start the movement. Yeah. Just full uh, send. Yeah, a standing go for ninety two in his first shift, but I don't think enough people watch the show. Ninety two seconds for ninety two. But I'm oh, saying right now that. we should we should start we should start trying to push out for whenever Landy does come back that the fans who are at his first home game, because it may not be a home game, could be a road game. But his first home yeah, game, for sure. it has to go. The, the crowd has to also, go crazy for that 92 guy. seconds is way too long. Oh, my God. If you've ever been to, like, an Eagles minute of madness. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You get to 45 seconds, and you're yeah. like, oh, God. That's what I'm saying. Do it for his first shift. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, 92 continuous seconds. Like, he, he could go off, but they'll still be cheering, sure. and it's on behalf of him, even if he's still not on the ice. Just, let's just do the first shift, even if it's 11 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Because he's going to get on the ice, and then he's going to score, and they're going to be like, come back. And he's going to be like, I'm the man. And then the crowd is going to just go nuts. And They should just keep standing. 92 all through the goal announcement, yes. Continuous seconds. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you for the five, LaPointster. Uh, 
Kevin with the $2 says, that's why you score three. Kale and Nate are gods. Stealing your stick, dude. I know. It's, it's popular out here. Uh, I, I mean, that's true. I, I might not believe in the hockey gods, but Kale might be a god. I, don't know. I, I wrote in my thing the other day, he's still an alien. <laughs> Everybody else is human. They make mistakes, but Kale McCarr, when he makes mistakes, he's setting them up for later. It's always an alien thing. That's just wild. Uh, $2 from Sasha, who says, Edmonton's kryptonite. Let's go. Uh, True enough. I mean, Edmonton has struggled against this team, for sure. Uh, Ridiculous $50 from Paper Dolls, who says, I don't know if the last one sent, but just wanted to brag about how I got to brag about a patented Mac moment. Uh, A bar? At yeah. a bar, I'm assuming that means. Uh, I've been... I've been, been drinking. Waiting. Okay, yeah, clearly. Uh, waiting for that moment since he came back. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go, DNBR. All love to Kay. Kay's she's great. Best. Yeah, she's awesome. She really, really likes to fight about Nick Suzuki online, though. I love it. You say it's, things like Nick Sapuki. It's very great. What about his brother, though? Who? I like Nick better too, yeah. to be honest. Even though Ryan Suzuki's dope, but sure. <laughs> no, not a believer. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, vaguely sober with his usual DNVR sweaty boys. Uh, Doctor Dubs has been activated from IR. Thank you very much. And two dollars from Degro, who says in chat, I said I believe. Love you all. You had the right idea. Believers out here. Which one? Which Av is Justin Bieber? It would have been Justin Parent. <laughs> Not anymore. I think Bo has a Justin Bieber vibe. I'll take your word for it. I, I have no idea. Young Justin Bieber is definitely Kim Car. No, no way. Yes, yes. No he gives off that vibe so much. Like yeah, that's a really good answer. I'm I'm with it. Believer Bo. He uh, Bo Bo Barm is exactly the type of dude to write a song called "Love Yourself." That. <laughs> That that is both an absolute <laughs> banger, but tells a former partner to kind of eat it. No, we all know Bo would sing Dolly Parton's Nine Two Five. I <laughs> well played. Would love that. <laughs> well played. Uh, I'm good. Any any final thoughts from you two on this one? Did we do a proper king of the game? Yeah. I just blacked out during <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Remember when he started talking about Kale eating each of us? Yeah, yeah you were in Kale's stomach for King of the Game. So. Oh, yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> I got eaten. <laughs> All right. Good? Yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm solid. <laughs> Good? Yeah. Okay. She just wants to leave, dude. This, this one got off the can rails. You come pick me up, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> Kale's going to eat me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, at least they're still in Western Canada. <laughs> I, I hate it. Now, <laughs> now that they're back for another couple of, uh, I guess one game at home. The fear is on. The fear is real. But that once that plan lands, he's gonna he's gonna be wearing that silly little scientist outfit with the glasses with the little box that he carries. That picture from him that Evan loves to post of him getting on the plane yes, last year. Yes, I love that photo. He yeah, does look like a scientist. where it looks like he's the scientist that they call in to solve the. Apocalyptic weather event that's about to end the world. Yeah, that makes us extraterrestrial. I and they're like, like, call in, call in, 
Dr. Neil the Nerd, and it's just Kale McCarr carrying his little thing onto the plane. Neil the Nerd. <laughs> He's just like sitting, reading a bunch of papers, and then looks up into the camera and goes, oh my god. That's his one scene. That's and then it. he dies. Uh, <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've now what? we've now murdered Kale McCarr. <laughs> you took after his legs. he ate all of us. Can we murder him before we get? No, him? we gotta stop saying that. <laughs> Cut the camera. He's yada. an alien. He has multiple lives. We're out of here. We can't <laughs> can't do winter shots. The bar's closed. We don't know midnight. how many lives he has. He's an alien. More than humans. Uh, True. We also don't know how to kill him. <laughs> Edmonton clearly yeah, doesn't that's, either. That is a problem. Go He's for the head. Don't know how to kill an alien. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't know how to kill an alien. Mm-hmm. We're End out. it. Go. Get us out. 